Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Standing across from me is uh, Action Jackson, and uh, he wants to, to to preview the Lakers and Warriors for the next hour, but uh, I, I decided that probably wasn't the right move today, Jackson. I don't know. It's up to, it's, it's up to you. Jackson's debating how to handle this. I see him biting his lower lip. He doesn't know... Yeah, I think uh, I'll higher do, I'll, pitch voice right there. If you notice, just a little, uh, maybe an octave or two higher. I'm going to default to you. I know this is the Little Piddle Show, <laughs> but is. I'm going to default to you. The Munganess said, "We'll sponsor it as long as it's called the Munganess Little Piddle Show." Right, and I think that was money well spent. But I think more importantly, the your broadcasting longevity. I'm going to default to you. Oh my gosh, I think it's defer. Either way. <laughs> Well, uh, here's here's where I am. We just we're, we're super late. I think we are anyway. I don't know. I feel like I am uh, from doing TMA, and so here's a little. What do we call this? Honesty and media. Munganas honesty and media. Little piddle show. That's right. Um, so I was sitting in there, and we were, I did I did a an interview with Mike Shannon um, for real. It's weird to me. Now I'm thinking of this live on the air. But perhaps two of my favorite interviews I've ever done, and now that I think about it, one was with Jack Buck at his house in 2001, 4th of July, 2001. Um, Still seems like kind of a field of dreams experience, 24 years old. And we get done doing the interview, um, and he asked me if I want to see some of his, you know, artifacts in his basement and... I'm looking at one thing, and I guess his office maybe was in his basement. I don't recall. And then there was, I remember there was a pool table out, and he was, uh, and I was looking at this. I'm going, oh, my God, I'm in Jack Buck's house. And, you know, it's just me and him, and he's talking to me. And I, he's by the pool table, and Tim, come in here. And I'm going, oh, my God. You know, and I'm going, and there was a picture of him and Frank Sinatra, you oh know, and I'm just like, this is. And then uh, I guess, I guess doing the math, I guess it was 17 years later, I interviewed Mike Shannon. And now, as I'm just saying this stuff off the cuff, as this program is every day, uh, I'm thinking those were two of my favorite interviews, and I don't know what that says outside of those were the two. It wasn't necessarily players. I mean, I'm flattered. You're honored. You know, you get to, to do this stuff. Um, but those were the guys. For me growing up in, you know, a child of the 80s and those teams, Jack Buck and Mike Shannon were the voices. Mm-hmm. And so... To interview Mike Shannon um, and to hear his story, I don't know, you know, if I asked Jackson last night, I texted Jackson, I said, well, I want to play this interview that I did with Mike Shannon on TMA. 
Um, I said we need to, it was a podcast interview, so I, if you could, I need you to listen to it to make sure there's no profanity. Uh, and then also all the content was evergreen. And you're listening to it and you're texting him and you're like, I didn't know that he right. was this great of a quarterback. Right. Forget about the fact that he had a home run for the Cardinals in the 64, 67, and 68 World Series as a young man. I mean, young, young man against the New York Yankees and Whitey Ford. Unbelievable. And he's a guy who went to Epiphany in South City. And as a South City guy, Epiphany, may it rest in peace, you know, as far as a school goes. Um, you know, I mean, he came from humble beginnings. Very much so. And then he hits home runs. I mean, it's it's David Freeze 50 years earlier, is, right. is, I suppose, my analogy. And then I'll draw another analogy here momentarily. Um, and he wins two World Series with his hometown team, beats the Yankees when the Yankees were, you know, I mean, like UCLA basketball. They just won. And then, because of a health situation, he has to retire early and, uh, and didn't even know if he was going to live because of this kidney ailment there was a name for the the disease but he has to retire and then he gets into broadcasting and winds up broadcasting for 50 years 30 of which were with jack buck um and so my next analogy is why we were running a little late here today if we were i don't know i don't even know it could be 10 50 by now i don't know what time (laughs) it is um but we had kelly chase on and i was thinking who would be somebody especially for tma where and he did he cussed four different times uh and we don't even at this point think anything (laughs) i guess i guess we got to be careful i guess i don't even know but that's chase and i knew he would tell because kelly chase and mike shannon became really close i think most people know that but if you didn't uh that's the way that it wound up working out and i just knew they were friends but because of of mike's passing yesterday um or i guess saturday night and the announcement of it yesterday I was thinking who would be who who would be able to to personify Shannon I go oh it's Chase because Chase is essentially the blues version of Mike Shannon not with the on the ice career right but with being the beloved former player who went into the broadcasting booth of the team he played for and then became the guy who people loved hearing calling the games and then also, if he said it, you believed it. And he also, like Mike Shannon, was above the law. Right, right, right. We would joke that if Mike Shannon and Yadier Molina drove into Bush Stadium and parked their cars in center field, no one would have the, I'll use the term courage, since out of respect to 101 ESPN, I'd prefer to use another word, uh, to say, Guys, uh, you know, your, your your cars are in center field and the game's about to start because nobody would want to say anything to either one of them. We'll play around it. Oh, yeah, we'll play we'll play around the cars today, boys. Uh, nobody was above uh, Mike Shannon on the totem pole, including Bill DeWitt. Right. And, and since Shannon uh, was going into a litigation with him <laughs> over uh, land downtown, he obviously felt that way. I mean, can you imagine if I'm like, hey, I'm going to sue Hubbard, you know, <laughs> to see how it goes. Well, actively broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would get their wish, balloon party would come to an end. Um, so, uh, I mean, he, and you know, and, you know, his final weekend of broadcasting, yeah, I understand the Cardinals might be up for sale, you know. <laughs> I mean, he was just, and so Doug Vaughn, so it was, it's, you know, us on TMA, Kelly Chase, and, and and Doug Vaughn, who has COVID, so God bless him, he was doing the show from his, his home today. 
And Doug made the observation, because he was listening to, to the interview we played that I did with, with Mike Shannon, and I did that interview in 2018, and he was listening to it for the first time, and he said, you know, I was listening to Mike Shannon say, as an 11-year-old, okay, now a lot of people in our audience um, have raised children, uh, and 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 just if you are a human being, you know that most children at 11 most boys at 11 are quite different than they are at 15. Sure. There's things that happen usually for most boys. I'm still waiting for the growth spurt, but for most boys at 12, 13, or 14, you experience a growth spurt. Mike Shannon at 11 years old was playing with 15-year-olds. Oh, my God. At 11 years old, he was playing with 15-year-olds. That's unbelievable. And so what Doug's observation was, which was really kind of a, an astute, nuanced observation of Mike Shannon, is because he was the best at every sport he played, including football. Frank Broyles, the one-year coach at the University of Missouri, wound up being a legend at Arkansas, so much so that the best uh, assistant coach in the country is named the Broyles Award still to this day. It's a huge ceremony in Little Rock. I, I covered it when I was doing television down there said, had Mike Shannon continued to play football, he would have won the Heisman Trophy. Unbelievable. But in the meantime, he's going to be in the World Series, <laughs> you know, hitting a home run off Whitey Ford. So what Doug's observation was, that confidence that he carried throughout his life was the byproduct of being an 11-year-old and playing with 15-year-olds. Right. And being the best player at CBC, without question, in everything that he played, and then being the best football player, perhaps in the country, all while being this incredible baseball player. And so, you know, so often on on this show, whenever we get into sports business or sports broadcasting conversations, we talk about Charles Barkley and also kind of, you know, how... Uh, Charles Barkley is the last of his kind at the national level. What I would tell you is this, is Mike Shannon is the last of his kind at the local level. The one person who might be running parallel was the guy we just had on TMA, Kelly Chase. Now, if I would have said that to Chase, uh, he would have deflected it, so I didn't bother to say it, but that's what I think. Chase is above the law, and Shannon was above the law. I don't say that as like they were above the law. I say they are, and I love it. Because so much of the law right now is so stupid, you know, that if somebody said to Mike Shannon, hey, Mike, you need to issue an apology, F off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he wouldn't, nobody would ever say it to him, number one. It, it's just that's he commanded that respect. And what Chase was saying, which I think is a really good observation, so glad we had him on the show, um, is if you asked whomever with the St. Louis Blues right now, about the future of the St. Louis Blues, their word would not mean near as much as, say, Alex Steen or Jay Bomeister. Right. Why? Because they played here and they won here and the manner with they carried themselves here. And that's what his point was on Shannon. He, it certainly was not broadcast letter perfect, no. but that was one of the, the elements of the charm of Mike Shannon. But it was the credibility that whatever he was saying was the truth. And it was also unapologetically the truth. And in 2023, number one, Mike Shannon would never be hired. Absolutely never be hired. I would tell you, I think that's a shame. And number two, you could never have a guy 
go over to his bar across the street from the ballpark and invite other ball players or former ball players or broadcasters and sit there and just drink and live on the air <laughs> and and tell stories, you know, with I'm sure the, the, the guy running the board back at the studio going, oh, my God, I got to dump out of this. I got to dump out of this. But that's, what that, but that's what you had there. Yeah. And that is phenomenal. I mean, it is truly the end of an era. Uh, and, and you know, Chase was telling the story. They became really close, and Shannon loved to hunt. And uh, and the thing about Shannon, I know Joe Buck was a guest with uh, with Randy, Carrie, Brooke, and and Matt on the opening drive, and this is in Joe's book. I didn't hear the interview. We're obviously doing our show, but Joe would tell these stories like he's you know a young guy on the road. He started calling games at 21, and and Shannon's just calling people up, and they're playing it. Take your pick. You know, do you want to play L.A. Country Club? Do you want to play you know Beth Page if we're in New York? We want to play Shinnecock. Yeah. He knows everyone everywhere. But it wasn't just about golf. Chase tells the story of there's this, you know, not friendly bartender in Saskatchewan who nobody would get along with. And then Shannon, she wound up loving him by the time they <laughs> left after a couple of days. And, uh, and, and and they're leaving the grocery store in Pat Porcupine Plain, Saskatchewan. And Shannon gets flowers. And Chase goes, why in the hell are you going to get flowers? And he goes, I'm going to give them to that bartender back at the at the bar and uh and chase goes why you know it's not like you know it was it was that kind of relationship no doubt and i uh, said shannon said because the next time she gets flowers she's gonna be under him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the way that he was uh he was an absolute legend his calls were phenomenal. I don't know what uh, we have here uh, in the system. Do we have the Kerry Wood, Albert Pujols right one? Here. That is my per. I mean, he had the Brad Lidge one. He had the Wainwright striking out Beltran. He had the Cardinals winning the World Series. Uh, but this one, to me, is a master class in organic, non-2023 corporate cardboard cutout journalism school grab-ass broadcasting. This is the real deal here. Here's the next by. Wood and it's up and in and back to the screen and Albert Pujols is uh, knocked down. He doesn't even look at the uh, mount. He uh, darn near injured himself as he had to uh, avoid that pitch. He takes his helmet off, walks back into the batter's box, sets himself, and I wouldn't, I would not love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street. The pitch. Swing and hello, Fourth of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. <laughs> Kerry Wood knocked him down, and now Albert looks at him as he goes around first. He gives him a glare. Say, take a little whiff of that, big boy. <laughs> and now Kerry Wood takes a look at Albert as he touches them all. Give it to him, big boy. Give it to him. <laughs> That's how you play baseball. That's when you're a professional like Albert is. You don't glare out there. You don't throw your bat. You don't charge the mound. You just take the next pitch and you hit it into the uh, seats. Oh, so love good. that. So good. I mean, that was, first off, it featured two big boys, huge. And then secondly, he said it all 
and and gave you the scene that Albert, you know, knocks right. down. Okay, right, I'm going to get right back up. Then he hits home run. You can tell he's fired up. You can tell he loves it. I'm sure he was holding back some profanity. And then he's staring at Wood, and now Wood's staring at him, and he loves that thing. Yeah. You know, he loves that. You can hear the passion. You can't create that. You either have it or you don't, and he had it, and that's what makes him an absolute legend. There will never be another one like him. Um, he's irreplaceable, period. He is absolutely irreplaceable. We're just lucky we got to spend some time with the great Mike Shannon. We'll take a commercial break, come back with Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. You are welcome to get involved anytime you would like via the 101 ESPN app. Leave a mic drop. I'll make Jackson plant. He's a, he's a censorship guy. Uh, he doesn't love freedom. I've learned that, that, that about mm-hmm. you. That's, mm-hmm. that's your thing. Yeah. You're Everyone all, knows who knows me knows that you I'm hate freedom. Anti freedom. That's, right. that's That's one of your uh, that's one of your tenets. Uh you can also text in the Air Comfort Service. Text line 314-399-9646. Our first segment, a tribute to the late great Mike Shannon here on Balloon Party. If you missed our interview with Kelly Chase on TMA this morning, I really truly I don't do a whole lot of promoting TMA. Um, on the show, it doesn't really matter. I mean, listen, listen, don't, don't, doesn't really matter. Uh, but uh, in this case, I would just tell you, you would enjoy the interview. Uh, it's not going to make me any more money if you listen to it, so I have no self-interest in it. I'm just telling you, you'd enjoy it. And uh, what is that, TMASTL.com or the TMASTL app, which is yeah. the bee's knees of an app. Incredible. And on YouTube, youtube.com slash TMASTL. Uh, yeah, Kelly Chase was just so good telling the stories about Shannon. Um, if, you, if you don't want your children hearing profanity, though, just a little heads up on that one. <laughs> um, Jackson, um, the Cardinals are, are having some problems. Uh, I'm taking a look at the standings here. Mm-hmm. And as you would expect, uh, they are 10 back of the Pirates on May 1st. What yeah. in the name of the Lord is going on here? Yeah, yeah, May 1st. If you would have told me on May 1st the Cardinals be 10-19, and 19, last place in the Central, oh my goodness. I would tell you, okay, so Arenado and Goldie are hurt and the pitching staff is falling apart. The pitching staff probably was falling apart before the season started to an extent. But Goldie and Arenado, they're both healthy, and you have you know Jordan, and also Jordan Walker got sent down at AAA. Yeah, be another thing the, yeah, to enter in and be like, oh, so this is what's going to happen on May first. I would have told you you're crazy. This is bizarre world, but it is the unfortunate reality that the Cardinals are in a bad, bad way. I really like this sentence from Nolan Arenado and Derek Gould's article this morning on STLToday.com. Because I feel like it sums it up so well, and it also kind of sums up who Nolan Arnato is as a teammate and a competitor. Quote, it's hard to speak on what we need to do when I feel like I'm not playing my part the way I should. And that essentially sums it up. If you were told at the beginning of the season that on May 1st, Nolan Arnato is hitting 239, uh, then you'd go, oh boy, they might have some problems. And then you throw in, and Jordan Walker was sent down uh, earlier in the week. You go, oh boy, they might have some problems. And they had a total of four, five, I believe now with the Michaelis, five yeah, quality right. starts Correct. in the month. You go, oh my God, they're probably under 500. But even with that information, I don't know if you would see 10 and 19. No. You sure as hell didn't see 10 games back of anybody, much less <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. So... 
Let's take a look at the uh, numbers here, Jackson. And when I say numbers on this show, you know what numbers I'm talking about. We're going to head to Las Vegas here. Absolutely. What would you give the Cardinals, and speak in the plus, you know, 1,000s, sure, sure. 2,000s, odds of winning the World Series? Plus at 20, this moment. Plus 2,200. Oh, okay. The number is plus 2,500. Okay. Uh, what would you give the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, number of winning the World Series now? Best record in the National League, sir. Plus 2,200. No, I'm sorry. I'll let you fire one more bullet. Plus 1,500? No, I'm sorry. Plus 6,500. Now, <laughs> not, not much I realize not everybody <laughs> speaks degenerate, so let me translate. No doubt. Uh, that means the Cardinals are that much of a favorite over the Pirates to win the World Series still. The math essentially means the Cardinals are 25-1 to 1 to win the World Series. Right. The Pirates, who have the best record in the National League and are 10 games up on the Cardinals, are 65-1 to 1 to win the World Series. So there's... So... While I would understand, and I, I, I don't, I would understand. I understand because I'm right there with you. The absolute level of, I don't even know if people are angry or concerned. I think people are just going baffled. Yes, yeah. kind of how I was with the off season. Like, what in the hell's going on? Right. I got to tell you, it was brought up last week after they, you know, had to. Get one win. That's usually their move. Didn't do it this past time because they going to get swept by the Diamondbacks. They got one before they headed out on the West Coast trip. Going to get swept by the Mariners. Didn't happen. They got one before they headed to San Francisco. Going to get swept by the Giants. Didn't happen. They got one before they headed to Los Angeles. Going to get swept by the Dodgers. Got swept by the Dodgers. They've just been getting stomped. They're 0-8 in, uh, well, now it's, what, 0-10, actually, I think. Uh, 0-8 or 0-9. Um, point being, they haven't won an opening game in a series yet. They haven't won more than two games in a row yet. Tough to do when you've only won 10 and you've played 29. It was kind of rumbling at the beginning of last week. I don't know if anybody on any other shows is touching on this. I don't really care. This is what I think. Uh, I think a, a change is possible, whether it's on the staff or with the manager. Um, now, would I expect it? No. But this thing is off the rails. Right. And when it's it's one thing if you're like frustrated by a loss and I don't know if I could look at a record probably in the American League East where everybody's good um, you know I mean hell look who's in last place <laughs> who's in last place in the American League East the Red Sox and the Yankees uh, they're 15 and 14 uh, that I could see like people in New York this morning because I'm sure they're focused on other issues in Boston this morning after no the doubt. Bruins but uh, go oh, no, they gotta let go Aaron Boone you can't have that and they got stomped by the Rangers this weekend. Uh, I could see that going on, but they're 15 and 14, and it's New York, and it's the Yankees, so it might not be the greatest comparison because it's not apples to apples. But 10 and 19 with this team, and also including that you have the manager, fairly or unfairly, uh, being pinned on game one of the 2022 wild card series with the Phillies. Yep. So that carried over as far as negative equity with the fan base and perhaps with the, the front office and ownership. I don't know. Uh, and then you have the, still the, the, the Tyler O'Neill thing calling out effort of an individual player in the first week of the season. You know, I don't. I, they could go on and win the World Series and Ali Mormol could be a manager of the year. I'd still say I disagree with that. Right. Don't really, again, don't really care what anybody says. I, you know, um, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what realistically they can do. I will tell you this. I still think they are way better than what they are. Oh, yeah. And whether it's 
whether that's a popular opinion or not, that's how I feel. I would I would bet the Cardinals to win the National League Central right now, um, even in the state that they are. Now, yeah. I'd be getting odds. What do you think the odds are of winning the National League Central? Plus 350. Wow. Nailed it. Yeah. There we go. Plus, no, I thought it was plus 350. It was plus 310. Maybe it's okay. moved. Maybe yeah. I'm moving the markets this morning. <laughs> Literally as I'm the, the silver Warren came Buffett out. of midday radio. <laughs> uh, plus 310. Um, now you'll know the answer. Who is the favorite to win the National League Central? The Cardinals? No, I'm sorry. Pirates? I was able, I was able to throw a little bluff at the pot there right at the right, right at the last second. Uh, no, the Brewers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that actually makes way more sense. Okay. Uh, what do you think the order in Las Vegas is of the fire, uh, favorites to win the National League Central? Brewers. That's correct. They are minus 145 to win the National League Central. Cardinals. That is correct. They are plus 310 to win the National League Central. They're currently in last place with the second worst record in the National League. I'm going to say Cubs third. Wow. Sharp play. Cubs third, Pirates fourth, Reds fifth. Uh, that is correct. The Pirates have the best record in the National League, but they are plus 700 to win the National League Central. Yeah, that actually does actually make me feel pretty, that makes me feel better about the Cardinal season. Because Vegas, Las has, Vegas doesn't have emotion. Right. Las Vegas has data. And they have vested interest in making sure those numbers are, are good. So, so. The, the, now, with that said, I want to make this clear. This is not rights holder radio, you know. I mean, I have no ties. Trust me, the Cardinals don't have any ties with me, <laughs> so it's it's not like. But I'm just telling you what I think. I, now, it, I'm I'm taking the Cardinals because I'm getting three to one on my money. If right. you go, okay, it's just even money. I don't know where I'm going on that, but at the same time, they're bad yeah, at this moment. I mean, they're bad, and there isn't anything there outside of well, Nolan Arnado's got to be better. You don't go, well, Steven Matz has got to come into form. This is kind of Steven Matz. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I, th- I at some point, I would think the Jake Woodford thing has got to kind of, I mean, to the Dodgers' credit, they were working counts yesterday, and he threw a bunch of pitches. I think that Jordan Walker will get it right. I got to think that that's the case, unless he's hurt. Um, but I just, I can't imagine but at the same time, and by the way, I can't imagine, I should finish this, I can't imagine there, that this is going to come continue to be at this like 350 to 375 win percentage. I can't imagine. At the same time, I was somebody who in November and December when people were down on the uh, the Blues going, I just can't imagine they're that, they're that bad. And then it kind of, when it was all said and done, they kind of revealed themselves with that failure of a homestand in January. And I'm like, I guess I was wrong. I just can't imagine that they're this bad. It would be something we haven't seen around here, and I don't know how long. I don't know if it's happened in the 21st century where both teams had high expectations and both teams had disasters of seasons. Yeah, uh, that, I, can't, that, I can't think of any. That's that's not something, yeah, in your lifetime, perhaps. No, I don't think there is. Um, so, yeah, and then even in the 80s when the Cardinals were going to the World Series three different times, the Blues were in the playoffs every single year. So... I don't know, man. I, this is this is this is super confusing to me, but because it is so off the rails, I'm anxious to see what an organization that up until really 2018 had had all of this stability. You had had Whitey Herzog, 
and then you had had Joe Torre, and then you had Tony La Russa, and that took you all the way from the start of the 80s through 2011, and now you've had Matheny, Schilt, Marmol. Right. Would they make a move that quickly? And I would tell you no, unless, unless there is an actual problem in the clubhouse. Even if there is, it doesn't make a, a group of starters that are lower tier in, in baseball, much less low tier when you compare them to teams that are supposed to be in competition for the World Series, it's not going to all of a sudden make them, you know, the second coming of, right. of Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz. So you already have that issue there. But Arenado's got to be better. I mean, he's got to be better. And as John Denton said to us when he was with us on Friday, if you look at his numbers last year, he had months where he looked like the MVP and then months where he looked like something was wrong. That's kind of been his modus operandi. So keep an eye on that if he is going to come home and they, they pick it up. You know, the Angels have some big names, but it's not like the Angels are, you know, the Rays. No. Uh, and then you have the Detroit Tigers. Boy, if, let me tell you something. If we're here on next Monday and the Cardinals have like a two and four week with the Tigers sitting out there, yeah, I, I could still see something happen in between now and, and tomorrow. I, and I don't know what it would be a call up or something along those lines. But if they have a week, like if they lose two or three or if they get swept by the Tigers at that point, then, you're, then there's something, then yeah. I would say something will happen. I just don't action, know yeah. what it would be. But I mean, keep in mind. I mean, this is this is this isn't the hitting coach. This isn't uh, you know Matt Holiday was going to be in there. He bailed as uh, a bench coach. Mike Maddox said he was retiring, and then he left and went to the Rangers. I think it's proper context to mention he's a Dallas resident, or he lives outside of Dallas. So you know, but still, you've had people leaving, um, and you have a, a game that was pissed away in uh, the first game against the Phillies. And now you have a team that had expectations to win the National League Central, certainly, but also, uh, you know, certainly a, a team that, that, you know, I don't know if people were looking at as a world championship team. I wasn't, but a team that would be in the mix Absolutely. for the National League pennant in this spot. Hey, man, if we were in New York, Boston, or Philadelphia, all hell would be breaking loose right now about this. This is a dumpster fire. But I still, I just can't imagine, I can't imagine that they aren't going to, at some point, get it right. There's just too much talent there. There's just too much talent. The issue is this. I don't know what the hell's going on. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, look at the numbers, and obviously you got defensive issues, pitching issues, and hitting issues. But as far as what the fix is, what direction they will go, this is not an organization that usually pulls the trigger real quickly uh, that is now they're they're risk averse uh, and so they might be in a spot for the first time where they may have to do something and that would not necessarily be the way that they have historically operated since bill dewitt bought this franchise more than a quarter century ago your thoughts are welcome 314-399-9646 air comfort service text line we'll talk about it more coming up plus we have the little piddles weekend wrap-up uh, in the second half of balloon party driven by mung st louis acura and alton toyota on 101 espn all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP.
UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. I think Jackson's reference to, to Steph Curry's 50 is justified in this case. Has to be. Game 7, 50 points. 50 burgers. And then you, and you brought up the Panthers shocking the Bruins in your Sports Center update, too. So that. A new. No, I didn't. But like I said uh, on TMA today, South Florida showing their teeth. Number one seed, bah. Go right past that. Making reference to the Heat and the Bucks and in Sunrise, Florida, just a little to the north of Miami, shocking the world and beating the Boston Bruins. Yeah, the Heat did in five. It took the Panthers seven. But what, so it was like a shot at the NHL because one team did it in seven? No, that, shot, shot at the Florida Panthers. Ah, I see. Wow, Panthers taking heat after beating the record-setting Bruins. I have no idea where you're even going with this. I do know we're going with the Little Piddles weekend wrap-up. So I, <laughs> I know personally that I have such a fond memories of listening to Mike Shannon on the radio with my dad, Chevy Blazer Tim, uh, beige interior. I know unrelatable. Oh, wow. Yeah, all of a sudden it became a brag. And yeah. I thought this was about Mike Shannon, but somehow this is like a, an Instagram post now. Yeah, it couldn't be sorrier. But um, I know I have just so many awesome memories. But what are some of your favorite memories of hearing Mike Shannon calling Cardinal games? Some moments that you can't think about without hearing his voice. Oh, wow. What a wonderful, wonderful question. The Carrie Wood one we played was just textbook Mike Shannon. I mean, that was textbook. Nothing can summarize Mike Shannon and his calls better than that one from the 4th of July in 2003. I love the call. Uh, I wasn't listening to it because I was in my hotel room in Houston because I had left Minute Maid Park before Albert Pujols hit the ball that's still traveling off of Brad Lidge. Uh, But his call, which we have, right? Uh, His call of Pujols uh, off of Lidge is one of my favorite because it's it's all over the place, but it's probably exactly what fans were thinking. And to me, that is what made him so great. Take take a listen. Burke deep out in left center. Tavares pulled over into a right center. Lane pacing in his right field position. Albert digs back in. Open stance, deep in the box. Bends at the uh, knee. Holds it down on the end. Lidge is ready. With two on and two out, his 0-1 pitch. It's coming. Swing and a long one. There it is, baby. The Cardinals take the lead as Albert Pujols comes through in the pit. And the Redbirds lead this baby 5-4. What'd I tell you, folks? David Eckstein, the man. This could be a crushing blow, a crushing blow to the Houston club. Albert Pujols, you talk about a most valuable player. How is that? Woo! <laughs> that thing left the ballpark in a hurry. A three-run home run, and the Cardinals lead 5-4. Oh, it's so good. It's all over the map. Yeah. But it's great, you know? It's like if Andrew Marchand or somebody at the New York Post or a national media critic were going, you know, and that were the that were the Fox call, and obviously it wouldn't sound that way right. because it would be, you it's know, a that's, a, that's a home call. Yeah. yeah. He'd go, oh my God, what is he talking David Eckstein and <laughs> MVP he and Jimmy the Astros could be in trouble. You know, it's game five, you know, but but I'm telling you exactly what I was thinking 
when he hit that home run, because it was game five and the Cardinals were two strikes away, one out away from being eliminated, um, that I was thinking what I know everybody in St. Louis was thinking. And I know Tony LaRusso was thinking as we talked about it that they just won the series. They were going to come back to St. Louis and win games six and seven, and that'd be it. And he was he was vocalizing what everybody was thinking. And they, there's that shot of Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit in the dugout, and I believe it's Pettit as the ball is going up to the glass <laughs> at Minute Maid, and he goes, oh, my God. Because it wasn't just a home run to quiet that ballpark. It was a monster. Shannon starts screaming when the thing's like just going over Lidge's head. It was right. such an obvious rocket. That's what a that's what a, a guy who loves the organization does. It wasn't forced. It wasn't about him. It was him just saying what he was thinking, and that's what people love. And that's also not hireable in 2023. But you know what? At least those of us who were around for it got to experience the legitimacy of a guy really thinking what he says or saying what he thinks, and caught up in the moment. And that's what it was because he's just like David Eckstein. I, t- I think Eckstein got on base. I know Edmonds Eckstein was, was at the plate waiting for Pujols, so um, he had gotten on base. And Edmonds was on base, and you know he's just fired up, and that that that's just textbook that's what a fan would say you know and that's what i love about it so that call was perfect because he's just absolutely fired up like a fan was and thinking that the astros were done and obviously it didn't work out that way but a lot of people thought that credit to the astros they came back and won game six but uh shannon uh, said what fans thought yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the little things like that, like Eckstein, the man, who knows what that means, but right. you know it's just pure excitement <laughs> right. that and can he, only come and, from and someone like him. And he also just briefly tapped into Will Ferrell's character on Eastbound and Down, the Kenny Power show, as more people notice. We kind of go, woo! Just oh, most him. valuable player. How is that? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Incredible stuff. I don't know if that was the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Either way. So good. Yeah. Oh, just the best. You, yeah. you, you give me a big boy or you give me a woo. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, next question, Jackson. What do we have here? This Little Piddles weekend. Is it really 1046? <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> I don't know what to do. All right. Whatever. What do we got? <laughs> uh, we've talked a lot of Cardinals. We've obviously talked plenty of Mike Shannon as, as uh, he passed away yesterday. But uh, STL City SC, the dogs as we call them. Uh, faced a tough loss at home on Saturday. It was headlined by a pretty incredible goal from the Portland Timbers. What were some of the takeaways you saw in the game, and do you think Berkey could have got a finger on that last oh, goal? Oh, are you looking to hold the netminder accountable here? Yeah. It sounds like it all of a sudden. Wow, tune into Balloon Party for <laughs> Jackson's takes on <laughs> goaltending. It's an unbelievable goal. Uh you know, I, it, I'll tell you what, after they scored, I, 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 I kind of let out a woo when they scored. <laughs> I did too. To it was awesome. That was awesome. And I, and I thought to myself, because if I'm not mistaken, I'm me and my five-year-old are just me by myself. And I'm going, oh, look at me. I'm screaming about a regular season MLS game. Yeah. That was that was the my Paul moment. Rudd gift. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Who How about thought? this? Who would have thought? Exactly. Yep. And then I was like, crap. Like just minutes later, they yeah. scored. And I think it was kind of wind aided, as weird as it was, that that kept the ball and kept them on sides. And then yeah. that led to the path. Uh, you know, I mean, I already feel like they've won. And by that, I mean, right. they've done more than anybody could have expected. It's a tough loss. The, the energy in the building, as always, phenomenal. Um, I don't, I can't, I mean, I can't, I can't get upset about an expansion no, team. You know, if you hey, listen, if you want to, if you want to, you know, call for some heads this morning of uh, the dogs, 
feel free. Is there well, anybody you want you want to you want to see him DFA Berkey? Is that where you are? No, not quite yet. I mean, right. another effort like that on the last one. I'm just kidding. I mean, that goal was absolutely unbelievable. The yeah. fact that they got that off at that angle, it went through the the legs. Yeah, of, it was beautiful. Um, and it was a handball. I would have loved for it not it to be, was. but it was a handball. Yeah, so, but PK. the. Uh, what I would say is, because you're right about the atmosphere, it has been, and we've seen this atmosphere be incredible when the conditions are, like it seems like anytime there's bad weather, the dogs are playing I think, at home. I think the best weather they had was their first, first game, game. Yeah, in was, what, the first or second week of March. Because yeah, I mean, it was like 50 thought? degrees. And that yeah, was like, and I'm looking at the forecast, uh, it, it, you know, this week I'm going, oh, rain and cold still, and now we're in May? I don't know. But yes, the fans still show up. Imagine what it's going to be like, which is what that's you're what about I'm to saying. say, is that's when it's like 75 degrees and Right, and the sun's degrees. setting as they're yeah. about the second half's about to start. It's going to be gorgeous it's awesome. out. It's yeah, going to be just, awesome. I'm just, you know, my, my expectation level for the dogs were my expectation level for the Cardinals are in two different places. <laughs> Hence my my rather uh, soft treatment of the dogs versus Jackson, who would like to see Berkey uh, sent to, what, the indoor soccer league, I guess, and play for the uh, Wichita Wings or something like that. Roman, if you're listening, and he I'm, is. I'm still a massive fan. Um, but yeah, I just I, I, had, I had to ask the question. It's my job. Right. To ask an asinine question. That, you know, asinine or otherwise. Right, I'm right. going to ask it either way. All right. I guess because I need to uh, take a break, we'll take a break. It's 1049. I'm already late for the break. Uh, we'll come back with the final segment of Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Accurate on Toyota here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. It's driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. Uh, got a bunch of kind texts here. What do, what do you think I should go to? You call it. You call it. I mean, you're, you're, you're wearing the C on your sweater. I'm Audience wearing the reaction a. is great. Okay. It's, All right. So like you must not be bullish on, on what you have because oh. we only got to two questions at the Little Piddles Weekend Wrap Up. Oh, I'm bullish, baby. You are. I got an evergreen question in there, too, oh, so yeah, it's not no, like you, you know can those lose are the them. ones that get me going, right, so it's probably exactly. better that I... Uh, let's see what we got here. Tim, you made my day and brought a tear to my eye. Great memories and love the way you have remembered Mike Shannon. He truly was one of a kind, never met a stranger, and so kind. Was up in the booth with him and watching him bet the ponies during the game was hilarious. <laughs> this is what happens when Tim doesn't read the text before Tim reads them on the air. Well, that's part of the charm, and I would imagine also an accurate story. Uh, that's from the 636. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, well, there's some unkind thoughts uh, <laughs> on the Sports Center update. Well, they weren't a fan? Doesn't seem like it, no, to be honest with uh, you. You can't please everyone. <laughs> uh, let's see, Lisa. Uh, and you call her what? A gem. She says, Tim, how do the Cardinals not do something, anything, and keep me spending my hard-earned money to come back if they won't get a manager with a voice, not a puppet. That's from Lisa. i got to tell you, Lisa, who is a gem, and she always moves to the front of the line uh, on this program, I think she's speaking for a lot of people, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. What is the Cardinals' biggest issue? I would tell you roster construction. Yeah. The problem is this is not just pitching. It's also offense. Uh, one of the statistics that was most eye-opening, and I went back and reread it from Derek Gould's column this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and I would love to be able to find it on the fly because it is. You, I read it and I go, holy crap. Uh, if I am not getting it wrong, I believe the statistic was the Cardinals have played 
the most games. Oh, here it is. They played the most scheduled games. Take a listen to this okay. and follow it, if you yeah, will. It's please. like diagramming a sentence. They played the most scheduled games in the past 10 days, and they scored the fourth fewest runs in the in the majors. Jeez. Isn't that a... Yeah, that's eye-opening. Yeah. Because that's not a small sample. That's 10 games. Right. And keep in mind, included in the, those last 10 games was when they, they did rake on the Mariners. Yeah, the Mariners. In that Sunday afternoon game, really should have scored more runs. Um, and as, and I believe they beat the Giants, Giants and the Michaelis starts 6-0. Six, six six yeah. I think both those were six-run games. And they're still fourth And fewest. they're fourth fewest. And, and they it's, what, the 27th oh. out of 30 teams. And they played the most games. So we can sit there and talk about Steven Matz and, you know, Jake Woodpert and go go on and on about those and, you know, whomever, whatever direction you may want to go. But they got an offensive issue. Yeah. Even though the lineup on paper, I mean, I'm dead serious. Hey, I was I was the offense critic guy. Um, but I looked at that lineup when they were leaving Florida and heading back here to play the Blue Jays and they were playing the Orioles in a spring training game. And I look at that and go, Man, even if a couple of these guys are off, this is a rock solid lineup. Absolutely. Now, I didn't know that Alec Burleson was going to win a contest and get to play every game. <laughs> that wasn't something that I knew. Maybe other shows knew it. I didn't know it. Uh, and I'm happy he gets to play every day. It was something I certainly never got to experience. But uh, as far as the Cardinals' problems, they also have fundamental mistakes. Absolutely. They have defensive mistakes. Then you still go back to even if they correct the defense, the base running, and the offense, then you're still left with a rotation where you go they got to get that right. I just can't imagine it's this bad, as in it's going to continue. But if it does, we are in for a season that we haven't seen around here. I would tell you, God, 1997 maybe? Right, because the 07 thing was there was so many injuries. Right, and they had won a World Series, so you had an equity. The fan base was already a little on edge coming into this thing. 97, though, even 97, they acquired McGuire at the deadline. Right. So, so then I would tell you that it would be the first of its kind in the Bill DeWitt era. Yeah. As weird as that might sound. First I mean, you might memory. go, well, they were crappy in 16, 17, 18, but they weren't like this. This yeah. is this is, this is is like early 90s Cardinals. I wasn't around for the 70s, but I understand that was a dumpster fire, too. I, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't believe that's the case. I don't know. But maybe I'm off on it. The problem is I just don't have a solution for it because you can't fix that rotation. Uh, unless you were ready to make a big trade, and perhaps that's the move that they go. I just you got to find a trading partner at this point. Time for us to uh, shut it down. BK and Ferrari are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Olin Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.